Welcome to Hearts and Stripes, your one-stop shop for all things military marriage. I hope our discussions and interviews equip you with the tools to start or grow a beautiful marriage as we address the benefits and challenges of milled marriage. I believe life's most precious moments are worth celebrating, so I'll help you design your marriage blueprint in alignment with your core values. Thank you for joining us and remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Let's do this. Hello, hello, and welcome to Hearts and Stripes podcast. I am so excited that you have chosen to be with us for this Heart to Heart. I am your host, Bree Carroll, and what you need to know about Hearts and Stripes is that we are all about strengthening military marriages, and we are going to talk about a very very important topic when it comes to our marriages. Typically, everybody doesn't want to go there, but we're going to go there today. We are going to talk about sex. I am excited because I have my host, or not my host, my guest. Well, you know, maybe we'll co-host. We'll see. Courtney Boyer. She is a relationship and sexuality educator, and I love the message that she is bringing to us today that you matter, your feelings matter, and she's going to equip us with the tools and some education so that we know how to better have sex, intimacy, and overall a better relationship. So Courtney, thank you so much for joining us on Hearts and Stripes podcast. Say hello to everyone. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, we are thrilled to have you here as we talked a little bit prior to the episode. We haven't really talked about sex or being educated on um, sexuality at, at all yet on the podcast. So I'm really excited for you to share a little bit about yourself and what you do. But first, we have to start with the love story, I would love to hear about your military marriage story. Yes. So I met my husband um, in college. We went to Whitworth uh, University, which is in Spokane, Washington. And my it was our sophomore year. Uh, we were living in the same dorm. He was on the, in the basement. I was on the third floor. And he actually went out with a girl that lived across the hall from me. He went on a date with her. And so he was up on our hall a bunch. And, um, it didn't work out between them, but, um, I got started to get to know him and I thought he was just like this super nerdy guy and oh, <laughs> like, just not like really interested in him. And then the more I got to know him, I just remembered like, gosh, he's really funny. And, um, he, he was so driven and focused and he wanted to be a doctor. He was just like, that was his main passion in life. And, and the more I got to know him and spend time with him and um, just the more I started to really, you know, enjoy his company. And yeah. so we just, uh, I told one of my, the girls, another girl in my hall that I think that I wanted him to kiss me. And so oh, like, oh. yeah. So one night he came up and we met and he kissed me and we just have been together ever since. So oh, that is so sweet. I love yeah. that. So yeah. love that. So mm -hmm. what branch of the military are you guys in and how does he serve now? And then yeah. I would love to hear how you serve as well. Yeah. Um, so he is a pulmonary critical care physician um, in the army. He's active duty and we are currently stationed at Launch Tool. 
um, oh, army. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. No, that is so exciting. I love to hear how he took that passion and applied it um, in the armed services. Mm -hmm. And that's really awesome to hear because I mean, how often do you talk to someone who's kind of followed their passion oh my gosh. to the medical field and they're, they're applying it in such a tremendous way. So thank you guys for how you serve, but, but definitely let's talk about how you serve other people in relationship. Mm -hmm. um, tell us a little bit about your coaching and the education that you do. Yeah. So I am a relationship coach and sexuality educator. Um, I switched from a more traditional therapy approach to the coaching industry um, a few years ago because it is not an industry that requires licensure. And yes. as a military spouse, it is really difficult to keep up with all the different states and the requirements and the testing. And um, it just, it made it really difficult to do it's right. doable but just something that and I was more interested in the coaching model anyways and so um so I made that switch and I work with um I actually just switched who I work with so I used to predominantly work with women and couples occasionally and now I work with men and women so I've expanded to include men um and who I serve. And um, I'm really excited about that, that new transition. No, that is exciting. I love that as well. And as a fellow coach, I completely agree with you. I love the coaching model. And I love the flexibility that um, this career field offers mm -hmm. someone who wants to serve people in that way, wanting them yes. to come to their own breakthroughs, their own yes. transformation, and you're just being a guide. So oh I want to dive into mm -hmm the deep work of this thing, the sexual educator, what does that mean? What are you yeah. enlightening us on? What are the, <laughs> the questions that you normally get asked or clients that are, are looking to reach out to you? Mm -hmm. What, who, who might that be? Like what, where yeah. do they have to be on the, that spectrum of curiosity or uncertainty, or are they in pain, discomfort? What does that look like? That's a great question. So when I was a therapist, I was a mental health and sex therapist. So I would see um, mainly clients who were um, depressed and anxious, um, but then also had low libido, who were just not interested in sex at all, who um, a lot who had grown up in the purity culture. I myself had grown up in the purity culture um, and in the church and um, which is, um, if you're not familiar with the purity culture, it's um, a very um, evangelical part of an evangelical uh, Christian church movement of like save yourself for marriage, true love waits. Um, there was a courting versus dating aspect. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, anyways, um, so I grew up with that, and I wanted to help people um, realize that sex is, you know, um, is a gift. I'm a person. I'm a Christian. I'm a person of faith, but I very much um, only incorporate faith and spirituality into any session, regardless of their, um, religion or spirituality, if that's something they'd like to do. So, yeah. um, I never push that. I always, um, will offer it and it's great if we want, if they want to, and if they don't, then we do not discuss it. Um, so because I'm no longer licensed, I can't legally call myself a therapist. And right. so I just call myself a sexuality educator instead, because I actually worked as a sexuality educator before I became a therapist. And um, one of the elements of my coaching business is I coach parents on how to talk to their kids about sex and sexuality. 
And then I've also created a program called Rewrite Your Sex Story for women um, to help them. Um, and it's a one-on-one -on -one program that we go through together. Um, and it helps it. Them, yeah, it helps them like reclaim and understand like, what, are, what was my early messaging about sex? Why do I avoid it? What are, how do I feel about my body? What, what, how can I communicate my needs and desires? What even are my needs and desires? So um, I have this like little niche specialty that I offer. Um, and, but the, the bulk of my work is more like everyday relationship, you know, type of stuff. So. No, I absolutely love that. And I can completely relate. Mm -hmm. um, growing up in the church, you get so many mixed messages. Yes. And just because how mainstream has kind of made sex and sexuality like this, ooh, this taboo subject, like, or it's a seen as a quote unquote bad thing. Mm -hmm. If you're curious or interested or wanting to know, I think it definitely is a under discussed topic for sure. And I love how you give the option to bring in that faith based, mm -hmm. you know, that foundation for anyone right. who wants that. But, but because it really does, that's a lot of where some people start. They're like, well, all my life in church, I was told to do this. Exactly. And, and now I'm married and I'm supposed to just be like swinging from the ceiling fan. Right. Like, I don't know how we yep. get from one point to the other. So no, I absolutely love that. And I, and I love how um, you have your program. Um, and, and I think that really will serve people. And did you guys, did your ears perk up? She also helps coach you on how to talk to your children. Mine are a little, a little, they're kind of young right now, but we have started introducing like, what are parts and oh, what mom and mm -hmm. what is mommy and daddy doing? You know, we haven't had the, well, how do we make babies conversation <laughs> just yet? But I think it takes us or my husband and I, and I don't know if you can relate Courtney, but my husband and I, our parents really didn't discuss mm -hmm. sex or sexuality. So a lot of what we learned was either in a health education class or it was from what our friends were saying. And then yep. now in our marriage, it's right. just like, we have gotten really intentional about like, no, let's talk about this because we don't want to be one of those couples that were like, oh, well, early on in our marriage, it was amazing. And right. now that we have kids, like what happened? Like, no, this yeah. thing is going to get better <laughs> with yes. time. Oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So share a little bit on some advice. What are some tips some things to consider and maybe even ask ourselves when it comes to sex in our marriage? Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing is like, what is one of my obstacles or what's preventing me from um, like, I, it was twofold. One, like exploring it in, in turn uh, with myself. And I'm not talking about like physically, like, you know, self-stimulation, masturbation type of thing, but even just like my beliefs and values around it. So I like to use the garden analogy a lot of like, you know, when we're little and we're like, you know, we're born, we're given this like plot of land and our parents and our, our church and our schools and all these people are planting a bunch of these things in our garden because right, they, that's what they think is the right thing to do. And that's yeah. just, that's what we do for our kids. And, and as we get older, we realize, gosh, do I even like rose bushes? Do I even like petunias? Do I even like these? Mm. And, and giving ourselves permission to go through and decide, 
no, I don't believe this. I don't want to believe this. I want, I want a, a big, strong oak tree instead of this rose bush and, and giving ourselves permission to really take an inventory of, you know, what it is we believe or what it is that we like, or giving ourselves permission to explore those things. And then also being able to communicate that to your partner and communicate that to someone who you can explore together or process together. I mean, I've been with my husband since I was 20 years old. And so, you know, we're going on two decades now of being yeah. together. And like, that's a lot of growing. That's a lot of like in, um, intense years. Like your prefrontal, my prefrontal cortex wasn't even fully developed, you know, when we were together. <laughs> yeah. and, and so being able to invest and trust and be vulnerable enough to say, gosh, I don't like, I don't know how I feel about my body, especially after three babies. And, yeah. um, what do you think about it? And, and how, how do I want to think about it? And, um, you know, I, I just, I've noticed that my confidence and my own sexual pleasure has increased with age. And that is just something I find so like contrary to what, you know, I thought would be like when you're young and, and you know, crazy and doing all, right. these all this energy, that's yes. what it's supposed to be the highlight, but no, I've heard that as well. The, the more mature you get, the older yes. you get, the more pleasurable, the more in tune mm -hmm. you are with your body. Yes. However, that, that, those, that equation works. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm down for it. I am excited. It is, I, and, but it requires intention to, and, and permission and to believe enough in who you've been created to be, to say, okay, I'm going to stop fighting this and I'm going to accept it and really understand it. That's good. That is so good. And I love that thought of the garden and how things were mm -hmm. planted, it really ties into the care method that I share here on the mm -hmm. podcast. Oh, awesome. And um, so the first one, careful consideration. The second one, assess the foundation. That ties into, because those are those seeds. You have mm -hmm. to dig up some things and prepare a foundation so that you and your spouse can truly build what you want for mm -hmm. your relationship. And, and I completely agree with you. Um, it takes that, that introspection of just kind of saying like, well, what do I like? How do mm -hmm. I feel about my body? You know, Absolutely. and a lot of times these questions seem simple, but until you really like guys who, everyone who's listening, think about sexually, what do you like? Are you able to communicate that to your partner? Mm -hmm. You might not be able to, and it may need, mean you have to like sit down and think about like, okay, so with my spouse, these were some things I did like, these were some things I didn't like. And then having the, like you said, intentionality and being vulnerable enough to share that with your partner. So I Absolutely. think that is huge, mm -hmm. huge. So I'm excited. I guess, what are some other things that we need to be aware of, I guess, in our bodies? Or do you kind of help coach through if there's a couple that um, maybe their, their intimacy or their sex life is just not what they want it to be. Like, what are, what are some things that they maybe need to be aware of or something that can kind of help them overcome that? Yeah. So usually what I see is that couples who, when I, when I would work with couples and they come to me and they're like, well, we're just like, we never have sex. We're just, we're not connecting the, the sexual quote dysfunction, right? I'm not talking like a clinical dysfunction, just like that disconnection is, was, is really just a symptom of something else. Yeah, so that's it, good. It, recognizing that it's usually like, there's some resentment, there's some um, unforgiveness, there's some anger, there's some hurt. Mm -hmm. 
Um, those are the main issues. And what I found is that the disconnection or the disengagement in the bedroom is a symptom of something larger. No, I think that's really good to acknowledge because oftentimes you're right. We just go to the physical, we go to the act, something mm-hmm. we're just not performing and I'm just not feeling it, but yep. you're yep. absolutely right. Um, I know for women and I don't want to stereotype or just group everybody in the same in the mm-hmm. same category, but oftentimes women, we need to be in the mindset uh, and, and there has to be a mood that's set. we have to, right. um, we can be stimulated even with words and oh, actions yeah. and service. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. so when people think like, oh, okay, foreplay, like foreplay doesn't always have to be physical. Cause I always tease my husband, like, Ooh, he's doing those dishes. Like, yes, yeah, yes. right, he's <laughs> filling my tank by, by helping Ooh, out around the house. Not- Right. That's hot. That is, <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's something that you maybe don't always think about, but having those conversations, you're absolutely right. Diving into those different areas truly can help better serve you guys in the bedroom. So mm-hmm. Courtney, that was awesome. I am so excited to have had the opportunity to chat. Um, I really want to know, is there like one big piece of advice that you could leave everyone with? And then you absolutely have to tell us how we can connect with you and how people can even try out that program that you guide them through um, that program for women. Yeah. So the, the biggest piece of advice, and and I, I try to say this as much as, as much as I can is like, like your feelings matter and, and you matter. And, and when we try to dismiss them or we try to diminish them, we really do ourselves and our marriage a major disservice because those are telling of, of something and they require communication and, and the belief of like, I, I need to advocate enough for myself in this relationship. I value myself enough in this relationship that I wanna share what's going on in my men- like my mental space. So that would just be like, if I could sit you across from me and look you in the eye and not, t- you know, touch you because I can't because of COVID, but you know, give you a right. hug. <laughs> but, um, I would, and I would say, oh my gosh, you are so amazing. And you are such a gift to this world and you matter. And I, and I want to see you believe in who you've been created to be and step into that and, um, and never underestimate or diminish what it is that you're feeling. That's so good. I love that. So Courtney, where can our listeners connect with you? Yes. So um, my website is the steppingstonescoach.com. And I've got the different programs for um, women and men and parents there. Um, I'm also on social media at the stepping stones coach, both Facebook and Instagram. And um, I think that's, yeah, I think those are the main places. I, <laughs> I love it. No, we will link all of that in the show notes to make it simple for you guys to connect with Courtney. Like I said, talking about sexuality and connecting in your marriage is huge. So we are so grateful to have you on. We are Thank so you. thankful that you could just unpack that for us of not just thinking about our sex life in, in the form of the act, but really thinking through what are the messages that we had in the past? What are our own personal thoughts and feelings about that? And then just reminding us that we do matter. Our feelings matter. You have just been awesome. I, I'm Thank so grateful. You. 
to be on this heart to heart. But before I let you go, I have to ask my favorite question. (laughs) The best segment, I think, um, and it keeps um, a reminder in people's minds about what we've discussed. It's the heart track. Heart tracks are on our Spotify playlist. Heart tracks too. You can find all of the song selections for this season. (laughs) Courtney, I need to know what is the heart track for this episode? Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure people expect this, so I've got to give it to them, but salt and pepper. Let's talk about that. Yes. It has to be. Yes. I was hoping, (laughs) you know, and one of the reasons why is because I love the confidence in those women who are like, yes, like, let's talk about this, right? Like they own it. And I just love that energy behind that song. So that is perfect. That just made my whole day. (laughs) So, (laughs) So you guys check out, let's talk about sex, salt and pepper. It will be on heart tracks too. And you can find the full playlist on Spotify. So Courtney, Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. This will be, this will not be the last time we connect. I definitely want to reach out with you and collaborate more, but thank you so much for being on Hearts and Stripes podcast. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. This is Hearts and Stripes. We are the few, the proud, that aim high and are forged by love. Always ready, always there. We are Mill Marriage Strong.